3: everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you this week by MyBookie.com. As always, I'm your host, Eric Bertzlaw, better known on Twitter as at DynastyTrades, joined by the FF Salamander, Dan Sanio himself, and Nathan Powell, host of Nathan Walks
1: the Dog on Snapchat. <laughs> What's up, guys? First of all, Eric, if you're going you're gonna to tout this for the millionth time, it's Nate Dog Walks the Dog, not Nathan Walks the Dog. <laughs> unacceptable but yeah I had fire takes this week we talked about defense not mattering it was some great takes so I'll make sure you're tuning in every sunday maybe I yeah, should. It, I mean, eric and dan have both told me to bring it to twitter i mean I, I might think about it but you know honestly the takes might just be too fire for twitter
4: no i mean it's either seven people see it or five thousand people see it
5: <laughs> <laughs> what also also like the snap i will say that's
3: that while i love touting your snapchat it is maybe the worst type of social media for that particular (laughs) type of production because you like go through like 108 snapchats like straight where like you're like all right you try to pick back up because it only goes for like five snapchats long before it like cuts you off and then you just go to the next one pretending like it didn't cut you off mid word on the last one so (laughs) and you're at a different spot walking the dog i don't know i i i tend to agree i think you know what maybe we should do? We should have, if we're able to, we should do, like, a trade cast Sunday morning, you know, like, uh, Nate Dog walks the dog.
1: Do you can, we
3: can, can <laughs> full-on yeah.
4: full Twitch live stream. it would be pretty solid. Oh. Twitch live
3: stream? Man, that's... That's legit. Okay, let's go into the show here. Uh, so we are going to chat through week six, um, another fun week. And, uh, and then we are going to wrap up with a game of Rookie or the Vet um, and talk through some of the rookie breakouts and veterans that we like to own and argue about which one we want to own. And also, I believe Nathan will sing, which is also a giant win. Nathan, agree? Usually. I think I'm going to sing too. I've been warming up. (laughs) I think it's going to happen. You know, what would be the real shock though, Nathan is if Dan saying that. No, that's that's that's
4: not going to happen. I got to get my ow now brown cow going on before I even think about it. Wow.
3: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Well, okay. Well, before we get into the show, Let's go ahead and tell you guys uh, about RotoViz Radio Network. That's the people that bring this fine show to you. Um, and a reminder that you can support that network in the 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to RotoViz Live, our weekly Sunday video show, answering all of your fantasy questions. Those start set questions you send me in the morning, yeah, I don't look at those, so uh, I would recommend going to the show and getting it filled out. Uh, getting the right start sets in place. Uh, patronships start at just $5 per month and provide exclusive access to RotoViz Live. That's four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts for just $5. Become a RotoViz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network grow. Continue to produce high quality, industry leading programming.
1: Speaking of industry leading programming, speaking of exclusive as well. As a low podcast listener, you can get 30% off a RotoViz NFL Pass right now. That's not tomorrow, not yesterday, right now. It's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. The season is here. We're full going. The season's almost over, basically. So you better get going before your team stinks like mine do. Make sure you're ready. Gain unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools so you're getting amazing value and supporting the podcast network. Getting Frank some dog food. Once again, that's com slash podcast.
3: Man, yeah, your team's. Uh they're, they're poo poo, Nathan. That's uh I don't <laughs> It even
1: seems to be a, a, a poo
4: poo trend this year. Dude,
3: but I mean, next year is definitely looking up for you. I mean, you've got so many Devy picks. And... I think
4: about all those
1: 2020 rookie picks you've. Oh, watched. man. He's just been
3: hoarding them. Yeah, it's definitely. 2020 is definitely the
1: year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just call it a 401k, guys. You know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, it, that's like having a 401k set up for the future when you're not making any money right now, is what you're currently doing, so.
4: You have no money to put into it, but yeah, let's <laughs> <Yeah>. get started.
3: <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and dive into the show, Um and it, I, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm surprised by this, but Amari Cooper, who's been just pooing the bed, just, it is creamy pooey goodness all over Whoa. the bed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Been, if He's <laughs> yes. been in your lineup. I'm, I'm sorry ahead of time. Like it's been awful. Uh, he's on the trading block, so uh, that's the rumor at least. So I guess let's let's throw it on the table. Are we buying the rumor? And if so, where do you want to see him go? And are we watching Corey Coleman round two, Nathan? No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A bit um, Amari, Amari Cooper's actually been good at the NFL. Corey Coleman was never that. Uh, but with Amari Cooper. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of mixed signals because when you say a guy is on the block and they only has one year left in his contract, that you you know you're kind of expecting you know some sort of discount to be had. And the Roto World report today was that the Raiders are asking for a first round pick. The the fact that Brandon Cooks got traded for a first round pick twice was very surprising. I'm I guarantee. No, I'm not. I'm done making guarantees. Yeah, why I uh, make a dog proof out of that? But. I think it's very unlikely that a first round pick gets traded for Amari Cooper with one year left on his deal. Uh, so yeah, if that is literally their, 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 you know, ending point. Yeah. A first or not, or no trade, the trade's not going to happen, but if they're willing to take like a third and a fourth or a third and a fifth, I think the trade might be able to happen with Dallas Cowboys, Indianapolis Colts, you know, a couple of nice landing spots out there. So I, I don't know for me as a guy who has several Amari Cooper shares, I am hoping that he does get traded. Uh, the Raiders are a black hole literally with John Gruden at the home. Yeah. And so literally anywhere other than Oakland slash Las Vegas is the place that Maury should be.
4: Yeah. I mean, not only are they not using him correctly, they also have one of the cars who I always either it's either David or Derek, and I at this point it doesn't really matter because both are horrible. Um and that's Ooh, that's David that's, Carr reference. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's I'd probably take him at this point. What um, year is this? <laughs> 2007 (laughs) Uh, yeah so i mean i think i think it's inevitable that that amari moves on i I don't think there's i I mean obviously he's not going to be back in oakland after his contract expires but uh i think i think he could still draw a pretty high high end draft pick i'm i'm would probably lean more towards a second and i think oakland would take it uh yes they did sink a lot of a lot of capital into him to get him but at the same time, they might just want to move on, and John Gruden can go get himself another 35 year old wide receiver that can't catch. So, uh, I would like to see him in Cleveland. I think the pairing of of Jarvis Landry and Amari Cooper would be pretty scary, and you throw an Antonio Callaway out there who can't catch either. Uh, put him out there as the deep threat, and you get is this yourself a because we haven't
3: talked about Cleveland in a couple weeks, is that what we're doing here? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's legitimate now that. That offense is rolling, and and you got Baker in there. I think. Dude, I, think I have Jarvis Landry.
3: He is not rolling for the last two weeks. He is well, rolling my team into the gutter, <laughs> is what he's doing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baker. Baker's been a little bit hit and miss, but I mean, they're they're in, heading in the right direction. So I think I think all the arrows are pointed up, and I like the uh, the Indy drop that that Nathan threw in there. I think uh, I think if there's another team that might be willing to to throw a draft pick at somebody, it's Indy because they've been kind of in the past at least they've been open to those types of moves. You know, you go back and look like the Trent Richardson trade, which obviously didn't work out, but you know, I think I think he moves and I think it's before the before the trade deadline, honestly. I think there's enough enough teams that were interested in him coming out and have been interested in him and now finally that Oakland's ready to kind of move on from it. I think um, I think it makes all the sense in the
1: world.
3: So you think he's traded in the next what is what, the trade
4: deadlines? Two weeks? At this well, point, little it's,
1: it's their buy next week. So I think it's done. You know, either late this week or early next week.
4: Yeah, I think through the buy he'll be gone.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not sure that that's the favorite scenario to happen here. I, it feels it feels close to fifty fifty for me. But yeah, I mean, even if it is fifty percent, that's a high chance a trade gets done in the NFL. Oh, one hundred percent agree with you. One hundred percent. And I mean, the reason I think it's fifty fifty on the on the side that it does happen is because I think John Gruden's just he's just going to do what John Gruden thinks is right. And he's crazy y'all. He is crazy. So (laughs) he is bored. He is basically going full Nathan Powell and dumping all of his studs for first round draft picks next year. So
4: let uh, me, let me pose a question. Even let's say there is a trade. Does his value instantly go up or is it still a wait and see what happens?
3: I mean, I think that people have been very burned by him thus far. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if I if I've learned one thing through the years in Dynasty, it's that the community overreacts, and if somebody's tanking, it takes them longer than not to get on the right side of it. If like it like if somebody sucks for three games, then their value starts to plummet. And in this case, Amari Cooper's kind of stunk for a season and a half now, probably a full season between this year and last year. And I think Dynasty's – where is he at? Where is he at ADP-wise? I'm about to pull it up. but it's, yeah, I mean, he's got to I guess
1: like wide receiver
4: 11-12. I think he's lower than that.
3: It's, uh, yeah, I'm pulling up the most recent ADP by a good friend, Ryan McDowell. Um, and I am taking a look to see where Cooper is. Yeah, Cooper is currently going in the end of the third round uh, with Will Fuller going two picks after him.
1: At what wide receiver? So I, I don't know. Hold on, let me see what I can –
3: all these questions about which wide receiver he is. He is wide receiver 16.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. I think that's a huge buy there, but yeah. that's just me. I agree. Dude, I mean, I agree.
3: And I think if he gets moved, I don't think he instantly – because at one point he was like wide receiver four. So I don't think he's jumping back up to, into the first round of startups. I think it is going to be a slow burn if he does turn productive somewhere else. That it that the buy window will continue even after the trade, but maybe now the time because I I, th- I think you probably could get him. What's the value for Cooper right now that, that you feel like you're seeing deals done for? I'd, I'd say like
1: like two late first, a mid first, and a late first, basically two first. I, I think, think one honestly, first.
4: Is yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think if if you've got somebody that's super soured on him and just looks for anything, I think you can get him for a first.
3: I completely agree with that. I think that that's actually. I think that's the value. I was gonna say it's not lower than a first, right? But
4: no, um, it hasn't. It hasn't dropped that much just because of the draft capital. And, and I mean, he still has produced at a high level. So it's not like it's not like it's nobody that you're buying. He's just been on the struggle bus and can't seem to get off. And you know, with John Gruden there, it's kind of. I mean, I it's yeah. I don't blame him.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. So, anyways, okay. Let's um, let's go ahead and, and pivot. But I, th- I think the the takeaway here is, I think Nathan's take is right. I think anywhere else he goes, the value is going to climb. Um, and I think that there's a lot of really good landing spots for him. Uh, Dallas scares me a little bit, but I mean, somebody's gotta catch the football. Oh, Frank, chill, yo, chill, Frank. <laughs> he's uh,
4: you he probably heard us talking about Snapchat. Now he's all. Oh yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah. man,
3: good. that dog is pooping on Snapchat. I will tell you something. <laughs> now that Nathan is muted, we can talk about it. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Dak looked like the Dak of old last week, or this week rather, um, and just like we all thought, absolutely just lit up that defense and just went bananas. <laughs> it was—I mean—that was exactly how I saw that game going. Right.
4: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, now all of my DAC shares were on the bench, uh, unfortunately, so I got no share of any of those points and lost a couple of games because of them. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it, it just they were they've been running that bland, horrible offense that was just it was not good, and and then they ran a little bit of exotic versus Jacksonville, and I, they just need to scheme that way for any defense. It Doesn't have to just be because they're playing one of the best defenses in the league. Do that every week. It's it's <laughs> you know, it's you know, I like have actually to even coach, say that. that Good Yeah, and you know the lack of weapons is one thing, but they have they they're going to get the run established immediately with Zeke. So you, you're going to keep the defense honest just with that, and now running in some be- a little bit better play calling and and whatnot. I, I think I think Dak had been a buy. I think this is kind of your transition period where you could still probably buy him, but now people are like, "Hey, he just did this, so now I'm going to need a little bit more." But yeah i think I think he's been a buy because everybody was so soured on him um it, it's yeah it, it seems like pretty easy money at this point. i I don't want him to end up going back to where he was being valued, which was pretty darn high yeah um, discussions of yeah. him
3: being like in the qB one conversation at a point, I believe
4: yeah he was I mean he was creeping into like that top eight top six top eight category
3: yeah Nathan, you back Frank attack.
1: Four. Frank Attack talking Dak at Rhymed. Whoa, uh, whoa!
3: I thought you were going to like bust out the sickest rap ever. These weak arms are heavy. All right, oh, uh, spaghetti.
1: So <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that this is an interesting scenario because uh, I thought, okay, he can't be as bad as he was last year. And to start the start the year, he was as bad as he was last year. And then we saw a little bit of of, of good Dak. Good Dak was back. Uh, you know, we're just rhyming some more. Oh, uh, Lord, against the Jaguars. Um, but I, I, do think that if anyone is saying, oh, that, that Dak is back to where he was in that QB eight to 10 conversation, that means it's time to, you know, sell him for you know, one of the rookie quarterbacks that's being drafted lower than that, or, you know, just try and trade him for some more draft capital, like, you know, a second, you know, <laughs> I'd take any second for Dak right now. I have no problem doing that at one QB league. So yeah, I, I think that this is a very short sell opportunity. Um, and I, I don't really see it as a way for this to really bite you I, unless obviously he turns straight into like, you know, quarterback.
3: Yeah. He goes he, back, to where he was. Yeah. If he goes back to like, I mean, because it was the ceiling Russell Wilson, right? I mean, that's yeah. like you, you, what you pray you run into. And honestly, in a one QB league, if you, if you traded him for a second, it's not high trees in my eyes. It's not great, but it's, uh, you didn't, you didn't completely tank. And I think that's in a very small percentage of range of outcomes for Dak. Um, what are, you, what are you trying to sell him for in a in a super flex, Nathan? Just a first?
1: Um, it, it kind of just depends on where the first projects. I mean, if, if it's a locked in like top four to five first, I'm fine selling him for that. Um, but if it's any later, I'd you know try and get like a second and a third on top, a second and like a sweet sweetened player.
4: I don't okay. think I'm I don't think I'm moving him in super flex or two QB because I don't think I don't think you're gonna get that full value quite yet. So I think he's just a hold there. In one QB, I think you can get some of the overreactors that are willing to pay just a slight amount more maybe go get that second uh and so in a one qb league I'm, I'm i'd be fine selling him for that um, but in super flex i'm just holding him i'm not i'm not trying to move him unless somebody gives you some outlandish thing which in any case is always the accept
3: yeah I, i'm not you know i'm not convinced this is gonna jack his value up all that much i think his value is sunken pretty low so we talked about it on the show previously so i'm not sure i mean if his value didn't spike I, i'm probably still holding and there's i mean there's got to be greener days i think he's at the bottom of his value just because his weapons are garbage like i think yeah. he's going to inevitably go up i don't think he is a top five talent but i also don't know that he's not a high-end qb2 forever
4: fully agree Yeah. I I think he's, like you said, he's, he's at his floor. Uh, This is, it was as low as it was going to get. And obviously what we saw versus Jacksonville is his ceiling. Uh, We just need to see it maintain a little bit and not just kind of be a one hit wonder.
3: And, and yeah, I forget what I was going to say there, but yeah, it's, it's, he kind of is, as long as he's got a job now, I remember what I was going to say, as long as he's got a job, which I guess becomes the question at a certain point of sucking, like, he's Tyrod Taylor where he's going to be able to make things happen with his leg, no matter what, um, which Tyrod was not good at very at actual football, but fantasy football was relevant. But it's that that's walking the line of them losing their job, which I don't think, I don't think he's even close yet.
1: Yeah. And I don't see Jerry Jones is the type to, you know, make that type of investment to replace Dak.
3: Agreed. Yeah. Um, Nathan, who is Bert Wilson on my on my?
1: <laughs> Excuse Wilson. you, you don't know who Bert Wilson is? Albert Wilson.
3: I mean, I know who Albert Wilson is. I didn't. Realize Never heard
1: Burt Alert. I- I yeah, Matt Harmon is
4: fuming right now.
3: Okay, well, I, I don't know why we're talking about Bert, Bert uh, Albert Wilson, but
1: tell he's like me what. Number five this week. That's why.
4: All right. Must have missed that. My zero. Oh, big, big weeks from no names.
1: Actually, uh, Albert Wilson was the wide receiver two this week. Cole Beasley was the wide receiver three this week, and Tyrell Williams was also a wide receiver one. So those are the three I put up here, and kind of just a, you know a combination of which one of these guys do you see uh, being you know startable the rest of the year, or do you see one of these guys as a, as a good dynasty saw right now? Uh, I guess if you start with Dan since Eric doesn't know what
3: he's talking about. Um okay. I, don't think... I, don't, I don't know who Bert Wilson is. <laughs> Go ahead. That's... also whoever's scratching him by the microphone, stop it.
1: That's
4: Nathan. I don't think anybody is um anybody's really a sell here because none of them really have all that much value. I, I in my um in my super awesome Twitter thread I had talked about Tyrell Williams being the the I mean, not necessarily the better of the two, but for the value, the better of the two Williams and in uh, L.A., the Chargers of L.A. And, and they've got similar upside. And and obviously we saw it this week where Tyrell can get down the field and get behind the defense, and, and he's done it a couple of times now. Uh, so I, I think you're just kind of holding on there unless unless for some reason we see some random uptick. Cole Beasley I don't think you really can sell because he's not going to draw the value that, that his production is going to be worth. He's the wide receiver one there for the time being. So short term. I think he's just kind of free points and and I don't think you do much with him. Uh, Albert Wilson now is, is maybe got a little bit more value. He's, be, he's becoming a little bit more useful in that offense. Uh, I think he's kind of taking on what we maybe thought Jakeem Grant was going to do. Uh, we maybe thought Albert was going to play a little more short yardage slot and just try to break him if possible. But he's, he's one of those guys that's got the speed to kind of take it, take it to the house at any point. So uh, I think he of this group might be really the only sell just because he's he's done it a little bit more and maybe a little bit more explosive and a lot of times that's kind of the player these guys are, are looking for you know Tyrell Williams doesn't really have the name recognition you know people know aside from Eric Bertsloff, who uh, Albert Wilson is
1: yeah and for me I think that the best sell here is Albert Wilson because he has a bit of a cult following on Twitter if Matt Harmon and there's several others I think um uh, Josh Norris, the Roto World's a big fan of his as well. So uh, yeah, I, I honestly think that think you can get a second form uh, in some leagues where you know people you know follow the big names and people that are obsessed with Albert Wilson right now. So I think he's a good sell right now. I'm not not loving anyone in that Dolphins offense, especially with Tano potentially out for a little while. Brock Osweiler. Dude, it's Black. Rocktober, Brocktober, man. <laughs> Glock Osweiler. All right. Um, but yeah, I, if there's one of these guys that I want to be like starting on a weekly basis, I think it's Tyrell because he's going he's to give you the home run shot every, every couple weeks. He's, you know, he's going to get the zero. But if, if your lineups are even up there starting Tyrell Williams, you can afford the occasional zero and throw in the occasional 18, 20 point game. See, I think I'm more comfortable with
3: Beasley in my lineup just because the floors there. Uh, Williams, I I do have on a couple of best ball teams and they went off this week. It was lit, but you're right. I mean, the, the goose egg is a real problem, but. What I will say are we, is: There any with all, with everybody else looking insane? With Williams just looking the deal, Mike Williams looking very good as well. What's what are we doing with what are we doing with our boy Keenan Allen, who we all love? Is it is it buy low on Keenan Allen time? Because that feels kind of like buy
4: low on Keenan Allen time. He's still been producing. I, I don't think. I don't right, think but it's no, he's really, not
1: blowing it up. He's not he's, blowing it up. But we I haven't have seen an anyone point. panicking like, "Oh, where's Keenan yeah. Allen?"
4: Yeah, no, I think he's just fine. I don't. I mean, it's it's always smart when guys aren't going bonkers um, to just go out and kind of get a feel for it within the league and send out some some offers here and there. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's really a, a buy a buy window at this point.
3: Interesting. I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on that one. I think Keenan Allen, and maybe this is time for a Twitter poll of Keenan Allen versus
1: Kenny Galladay. I think that Ryan has that one up already.
3: Does he? I was about to say that's probably in the ballpark, right? Where Kenny Galladay is, we'll talk about him later. But yeah, that value is ballooning. Uh, what's the What's the poll results on that? Kenny Galladay in a second for Keenan Allen, and it's probably dead even, right? I don't, I don't know. All right, I'm putting it up. anybody want anybody got a better side of that deal? Here, I'll f- I'll
1: find the Keenan Allen one One second.
4: Cue the Jeopardy music. Doo,
5: doo, doo, doo,
3: this doo, is
1: great I radio. That, that
5: wasn't one, so you yeah, <laughs>
2: one of
3: the ones that Ryan put up. So there you go. Yeah, save the show. Save the show. Someone, Nathan, save it. I just,
1: I just said that's not one of the ones that Ryan put up.
3: All right. Well, here we go. It's up on Twitter. We'll have an update here shortly. Really, really good podcasting here. Uh, you know, at this point, I think we've got our true listeners, and we just, you know, we just trust that you guys understand us and. Understand that Frank, the dog, likes to bark, and uh, Nathan's audio is bad a lot of times. Actually, it's gotten a lot better since uh, we bought him a Yeti. I, st- but- I, I
1: still find ways to mess it up, though. I like playing with things in the background and my beard, yeah. scratching scratching the- your beard and your microphone.
3: Yeah, no, that was a lot. I was like, make that stop now. <laughs> <laughs> make it stop now. Okay. That's podcast the Nathan, I can't read your shorthand. I'm not going to lie on this. Who is Joho? Okay, we
1: have done oh, Jordan this eight million times. <laughs> you don't know who Jordan
3: Howard is. No, <laughs> Joho, I do not know. I figured it out.
1: You asked us oh, on this man. podcast at least four times.
3: All right, Eric Birdsloff in full tilt right oh, now. Man. I, I don't know who Burt Wilson or Joho are, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine all right let's move on to chicago uh where we have a backfield of tariq cohen and jordan howard and it's frustrating if you're starting one of them it's not horribly frustrating because there's still points being produced but one will blow up while the other does not so this week was tariq cohen's week for sure uh so what are we what, what are we doing with these two are they buy sells jordan howard's value is pretty high tariq cohen seems like it's climbing as well
1: I would disagree that Jordan Howard's value is high. I think it's almost time for a dynasty funeral. I think that his value is dying, dying very quickly, and it will be dead very soon because Tariq Cohen, he has not been good at all this year. No, I
3: understand. I mean, I'm super happy I unloaded him for Brandon Cooks in the league. I was thrilled to do that. But currently, his value is not cratered. His current value per the ADP that came out this month is – He's thirty overall. August what August is going on? Yes, he's he's right under Gronk and right
4: that's before him. Oh,
1: that's very bad. Very bad.
4: Uh, I've I've been smashing the cell drum for months. I, I mean, it, it seemed inevitable. It doesn't make sense in Nagy's offense. They they wanted to crown him as the three down guy, and we all know that he can't catch passes. He started to at the beginning of the year, but he looked awkward doing it. It didn't look he didn't look fluid. Uh, Tariq Cohen fits that build way better in every sense. You know, Jordan Howard's a fine two down guy if that's what you're into. But I mean, when you have Tariq Cohen. (laughs) Well, you (laughs) have Tariq Cohen who can do both aspects better. He's more explosive. He's a better pass catcher. The only thing he probably doesn't have going in his favor is pass blocking. I think we have Jeremy Langford 2.0 here. Wow. uh, For
1: for me, I I think that Cohen is going to quickly surpass Howard in ADP. Uh, I was slow to join the, the Cohen bandwagon, but after the last couple of weeks, I think that he's the better player. He's the guy who's to be involved in the passing game, and they're trying to you know, develop Trubisky in the passing game. So, yeah, uh, that offense has looked a lot better when Cohen's more involved than Howard
4: is. Yeah, it's not even close. It, it, it looks like two completely different teams. It, it looks like a Dallas-type, bland offense when Jordan Howard's in there, and then you go to Cohen, and it just looks like the most explosive offense that's around.
3: Okay, so let's do let's do some fun because i think you guys takes and i'm I'm not sure i disagree with them and i i've kind of had this take all along that jordan howard is way way overvalued and has this reputation as a bell cow and i'm not sure that i buy into that uh but i cohen cohen is looks like he is 91st overall right now he's he's going three times later than jordan howard in rookie drafts or in in Dynasty startup drafts. So let me ask the question, do they have exactly the same value to you two, or does Cohen actually have more value to you than Howard? And if so, what are the valuations that you're hoping to get for both when selling Howard and buying Cohen?
1: I I think they should be similarly valued. I think that Cohen's too low and Jordan Howard is way too high. I'd probably peg both to be in like that 65 to 75 range. And I'd really only be putting Howard there because, you know he has shown something with the ability to get you know 15, 18 carries game the first couple of seasons, but I think that Cohen is the you know higher upside asset and honestly probably the safer asset with the higher floor because of receiving what, game.
3: what yeah. about valuation though? Where are you at? I mean, I said, they, 60, sixty-five to
1: seventy-five overall. Uh,
3: okay, so then you're looking first. at a right. first for either of them. Or you're looking to get a first for Howard and buy Cohen for a first. Roughly. Oh very late first. Sure. That's what I'm saying though. It's like if you have well, okay, if it's a randomized first next year, you're not doing those no. deals.
1: No. Not 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 for Cohen.
3: Okay. Dan?
4: I mean, I, I you know, personally I prefer Cohen to to Jordan Howard. Market dictates that you can get a lot more for Howard than you can for Cohen at this time. I think that'll that trend will shift uh rapidly because the last couple of weeks have been all Cohen. Um, And so, I mean, I'm, I'm in that camp where, you know, a a early second plus something or a late first for Cohen, I'm happy to do. Uh, And I would take any first for Jordan Howard. Thankfully, I don't own any shares because that's, that's about to crater.
3: Yeah. I mean, and so just looking at their carries, because Cohen's, I just, he just needs somebody as kind of that thumper on the offense, which, which Howard seems to be because Howard is putting up a whopping about 15 carries per game. And on these 15 carries per game in five weeks, he's put up 82 yards, 35 yards, 61 yards, 25 yards and 69 yards this week. So nice eclipsing 80 yards on 15 carries once this season,
4: not hashtag not good at football I mean, and, and I only
3: scoring one TD. But I guess that's what it is, is that, Cohen's always going to be capped but he is he's his his floor is very very high because of all the footballs that he's catching right because if you're looking at Cohen's stats he's getting about five carries a game yet he is scoring 30 well the last two weeks that he's really broken out he scored 30 and 25 points
4: I mean if you're playing PPR it's it's super obvious if you're still playing the dinosaur game you know, then you probably would prefer Howard because Cohen isn't getting as many touches, but he's so much more efficient and he's so explosive that it's, it's pretty clear to me, which, which one you would prefer.
3: Dude, PPR is so mainstream now that like bell bottoms are making a comeback and people are playing standard again. Cause they're tired of PPR. Just they're wait a right Another year and it's going to happen. Okay. Uh, that's an interesting take there. Um, and I think that the bulk of the dynasty community has not caught up to these takes. I do not think that there's, I do not think Jordan Howard is, People are tanking on him or, or, or cratering as you keep saying, Dan.
0: Yeah, but
1: people, they should. People are cratering on Jordan Howard and you know what people aren't cratering on? My good friends at my bookie. Are your dynasty teams terrible? Like my, myself, Nathan Powell, you can still be a winner this season over at my bookie. Are, are you sick and tired of getting the run around asking for a pay? Like, Hey, I just won $600 on, on a parlay. I want that money. Well, guess what? My bookie they'll give you that money instantaneously. Withdraw, kaboom, all you need, kadoosh! I trust them, but you don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all the seasons, NFL, and bowl games. So that means if you want to bet, hey, how many carries is Jordan Howard going to have in the second half? Oh, he's going to have two because he stinks. Then guess what? You can bet the under. So very exciting stuff. Uh, join now at MyBookie. They will match your deposit up to 50% bonus. Promo code is ROTOVIZ, R-O-T-O-V-I-Z, ROTOVIZ, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Bet the under on Jordan Howard. If you're in a bet, it's the only place to do it, mybookie.
3: Man, do I love the fact that Nathan's bad dynasty teams made the read for my bookie. So that's, <laughs> that is a custom my bookie read from yours truly mentioning Nathan's bad teams. But it's and, true. I feel like if your team suck, if you're not playing in 15 leagues like us sickos, that if you're like two leagues and you're done, you're rebuilding, then it's not, you know, there's there's only so many fun things you can do while watching football because the Lord knows you're not done watching football. So oh, make sure yeah. you check out mybookie.ag.
4: I also um, love that he segued himself into my read.
3: Yes, indeed he did. All right,
1: who's <laughs> the real host of the show? We, wow. thank,
3: we thank my bookie, and, I also, and also Nathan describes his actual bookie for chasing him down in the read. So, sorry.
1: Okay, we're
3: we're done. That's my bookie is way favorable over using your actual bookie in real life. So let's let's just not even touch that one. Uh, so make sure you check him out, and we thank them for sponsoring the show.
2: Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season: forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Tees from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season: forty to seventy-five percent off everything, plus doorbusters August thirtieth through September second only. Tees from four ninety-nine, logo styles from sixteen ninety-nine, and jeans from nineteen ninety-nine. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at uh, and now,
3: Nathan, it's my favorite time of the show. It's
1: Rookie with a V. Rookie. Rookie with a V.
3: Oh, that went
4: downhill van. fast. Oh, that went downhill fast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Um, well, you knew the singing was happening, Dan.
4: Oh, I, I knew. I knew. It. It. He, po- he postured it? up. He closed his eyes, and he used all of his soul to uh, <laughs> to get whatever that was out. Yeah, Do
3: it. Do it, Dan. Come on. Let us hear it. No,
4: that, that will not be happening.
3: Come on. Uh, doesn't your family listen to this podcast? They, they want to hear you sing.
4: Uh, no, I'd probably get disowned if I started singing.
3: <laughs> okay. I'll kick to Nathan, our wonderful host of Rookie or the Vet.
1: All right. Let's start off our Rookie or the Vet. And I'm doing this backwards because I think I put all the vets first. So, vet or the rookie is today.
3: Uh, (laughs) Actually, Dan, do you want to steal steal his segment just because he stole your read?
4: (laughs) No. No, I'll (laughs) I'll play fair. I'll let him have his one good thing that he came up with. I mean, I'll
1: be honest, though. That was like an awesome read. Like, people went on my bookie and used promo code Rotovis as soon as they heard that read.
3: I mean, they they should, but the read wasn't that good. All right, let's go on.
1: Pretty great.
0: All Let's right. move on.
3: Yeah, my bookie just getting the hookup on an ad here because an hour and a half later we're still talking about it.
1: All right, rookie or the vets? Sony Michelle or Kenny Galladay? Dan.
4: Um, I mean, we always talk about going going wide receiver when there's when you're talking about a, a running back in in correlation. So I, I think I have to go Galladay here, even though I do love Sony, and I think he's. He's poised to do very, very well in New England. Uh, I just think Galladay has so much more upside, uh, especially now with Golden Tate most likely being gone next year. Uh, I can't imagine they're bringing him back. So when you talk about Galladay potentially being the number one there now, and Marvin Jones still kind of playing that that number two ish role, or I mean, you know, the one A one B type of thing, uh, I, I think you have to go Galladay.
3: Yeah, I think it's gotta be Galladay as well. His value is really spiking right now. Uh, he's starting. And then with our, with our poll, it Keenan Allen is winning that poll, but Galladay and a second still have about 35% of that. I'm um, just giving an idea of the valuation there. So Galladay is creeping up to like late second round valuation. He's, currently in the third round I think is startups at this point so Michelle's not there Michelle could very easily get there but uh, I too will take Galladay in this particular instance I think he's looking to carve out a role and potentially be a wide receiver one moving forward
1: yeah from from a strict market value perspective I would take Galladay you know I hinted at the Ryan McDowell poll from earlier just a list of players that he's currently beating in these polls he's beating Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry. He's losing to Diggs. But all those players ahead of him, I'd probably rather have the players that he's beating than than Michelle. So, therefore, vis a give me Galladay, who has the value over those guys. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do think that if you're, you know, trying to win this year, Michelle is going to be scoring more points and, you know, running back points are, you know, better than wide receiver points so yeah i mean from a short term perspective i I would like michelle but i think you can get a little bit more on top of michelle if you're doing a straight one for one here
4: the other issue there though is james white who's who's especially late game been dominating the passing game touches and and we've seen sony work a very very limited amount in the passing game i I think we know that he can do it but with james white there on a a sizable contract for what new england normally does uh, I, I think I think his ceilings relatively capped. So as much as you as as much as we want to think that maybe the RB points are slightly better, I think he's limited in the fact that he won't be catching many passes at least this year or for as long as James White's there and healthy.
3: Yeah, um, I agree. But, but Michelle's, yeah, Michelle's. I I really like his future too, though. It's yeah, he's they're both really nice pieces to have on your team.
1: All right, let's move on to the quarterback position. We will start with Mitchell Trubisky, the sophomore, the vet, or Josh Rosen, the rookie for the Arizona Cardinals. Eric, start us off.
3: Um, I'll take the hope side of this and and just go Josh Rosen. I feel like I know Trub's looks, looks good, but I feel like we have a pretty good idea of who he is. Uh, I'll go with the upside of Rosen. I think both, again, have similar value right now, and I I, I think I'll just go with. I feel more comfortable starting Trubisky today and I feel more comfortable in that spot. I guess if I'm contending maybe that's the side I'd go, but if I'm if I'm talking true dynasty sense, I'll I'll take the gamble and go for upside.
4: I think it's I think it's honestly the right the right play. As much as as much as I'm I'm liking how this Nagy offense is progressing and, and they're kind of scheming players open. For Trubisky, I, I don't think that bodes well for him long-term if they run into any issues with Nagy because I, I don't think he can survive on his own or with a, you know, a, a different type of coordinator, maybe a different type of offense. So I think Rosen is not necessarily like coordinator-proof, but I, I think he's shown enough in, in limited action so far where you can see... There's a pretty bright future in front of him. Just watching this last week against against the Vikings, there was there were some really nice passes he had in there to Christian Kirk, and uh, he kind of made the defense look silly on a few plays. Obviously, he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. He's still learning the game, getting up to you know NFL speed, which is a completely different animal. So yeah, I, I'm I'm going to take Josh Rosen, but I think I think if you believe in the Nagy scheme and being able to get players open. So it's easy for Trubisky to hit. I, I think you might want to take Trubisky, but personally, yeah, Rosen for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think you take Rosen and just you're you're not making this play for this year because I, I think Trubisky will be scoring more than Rosen pretty easily for the rest of the year. But I think it's a it's definitely a future play, and the Cardinals are going to be in a position to maybe invest in the wide receiver position in the offseason to add to Christian Kirk. Maybe hold will old depart as well. So I, I think the the future is bright for Rosen, but it might be a rocky. Uh, First I mean, yeah, Rocky uh first year in the NFL. If yep.
3: much if, like Trubisky's for that yeah, matter. Yeah.
1: Right. And honestly, if there's anything that you might want to take away from this that maybe you don't make if you let's say you have Trubisky, don't make this trade today. Make this trade at the end of the year when Rosen's had a couple of bad games, when Trubisky's had a couple more good games, and then you get something on top when trading Trubisky for Rosen.
3: Yep, I completely agree. And I think I think people are already overreacting to the two good games from from Mitch. Uh he has looked good, but Let's not get all crazy here. Okay, let's move on to another rookie, old, event, um, and that is a guy we've been talking. Actually, two guys we've been talking about on the podcast pretty regularly, and that's Calvin Ridley or James Conner, my boyfriend, James Conner.
1: I'll start us off. Uh, for me, this one isn't that close. I mean, I, it's not like a, like a huge like first two first margin or whatever, anything like that. But I, I I would take Calvin Ridley pretty easily here. I, I know I've I'm kind of. You know, digging my heels in here that I'm not a James Conner believer, despite the fact that he's had some huge games. But I, I, I will take the word receiver here. I'll take the guy who I think has huge upside opposite Julio Jones, or maybe even Julio Jones has huge upside opposite Calvin Ridley because who knows, because he never scores a touchdown. Um, but
3: It is kind of unbelievable at this point. You're just watching it. You're like, man, that's just it's just brutal, but he's, he's productive. Just brutal for the dude.
1: Yeah, uh, But yeah, I, I think that Ridley is going to find himself in that you know, late second, early third of startups come the off season. And I, I think that even if Connor, uh, you know, st- stay steady with this type of production, I think he's more of like a fourth, fifth round guy.
4: Yeah. I think, uh, I think when you consider, you know, draft capital and, and, you know, early, early production, I think, Oh, see, hold on. Cut this part. <laughs> Woo. All right. It's staying in. Oh, there's a sneeze. All right. It's staying in. We got a sneeze on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. So, so draft capital and early production for a wide receiver is really important, especially when you're considering a number two wide receiver on an offense where Matt Ryan's looked surprisingly better. Uh, Julio Jones just cannot find the end zone. I think you probably want to lean Calvin Ridley here. Uh, like, like Nathan said, like we always say when anything's close, always take the receiver the Longevity's is there. Uh, and I, I mean, it's just a higher ceiling in, in almost every case. However, In this case, the Pittsburgh Steelers running back, whoever it may be, always seems to be the nuts. Yes, Um, the stone cold nuts. Connor has been very good. Yes, he's had a couple of iffy and or bad games, but every running back has that not named Todd Gurley. Even Todd has some bad ones. Uh, I I think Connor is the future. Uh, I I think they are going to avoid investing in running back, maybe you know, throwing a late dart at, uh, you know, an explosive athlete type for next year. But I think Connor is the lead back for the near future at the very least. And obviously, again, we're talking longevity here in dynasty. So Ridley's probably the smarter play, but honestly, I can't get over the, the Pittsburgh running back upside in James Connor.
3: Okay. I I'm, I'm obviously going to be siding with Connor here just cause again, I've, I've really much like Nathan has planted his heels in the opposite direction of Connor. I am on the Connor side of things and have invested rather heavily in him. Uh, but one thing I will point out uh, is their current valuation and their current, I keep going back to ADP. Thank you, Ryan McDowell for that. Um, and that is James Connor currently 32 overall while Ridley is 50 overall. So going a decent bit, earlier uh, about around and a half a little bit more than that difference uh, which i agree ridley's trending up but connor's
1: well know, i'm pretty sure that, I, I mean i do know that that adp was before a couple of these big games and it was coming off of uh connor's first like really good first couple of weeks so
3: yeah i mean i i can't i can't disagree with all that but i mean yeah you're right but ridley actually ridley's really good <laughs> games were were not in Franklin. october
5: how dare Frank.
3: You. And now, now he's all muted, but Ridley, Ridley's games actually were in September. So that actually, the, I feel like the, the ADP should actually be reflective of that. So um, his most recent games have been a little bit of turds and seven points each. Um, but yeah, week two, week three, week four were really Ridley's coming out party. So I'm not so sure of that. I think that this is another situation where people are really high on Connor, whether right or wrong. And people are, are coming around on Ridley, I think, very quickly, but it's, there's still room for growth there.
4: Yeah. And I think, I think maybe at this point, uh, just because there is still a little bit of uncertainty with James Conner, I think maybe he's slightly too high. I feel like both guys at this point in time should be fourth round startup assets yeah. um, in that window. And I think both will trend into that third. Uh, and you might even see, like Nathan said, you might even see Ridley leapfrog uh, Conner here in the near future. If he keeps having some monster games, because even if he is having those seven point stinkers, uh, it's worth it to have the seven point stinkers when your big games are like thirty plus. Yeah,
3: no, I mean, and and, and I mean that's a total floor versus ceiling conversation. Of the sure. floor is seven, the ceiling is forty. Uh, but he is so far rather touchdown dependent on those big games. If he has multiple TDs in two games, so those are the games that really pop off the page. So. If, you, if he goes all Julio Jones on us, then he really is only scoring, you know, 20 points or something like that crazy um, in his best game this year that actually ended up being 40 because he got three TDs. So, uh, And that's my what if ketchup was mayonnaise argument. Uh, the future <laughs> didn't happen. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Nathan, do you want to do the last one since it's your bit and it's rookie all the vet?
1: Rookie, rookie all the vets. Oh, wow. wow really? He
3: went up an octave. That was yeah. impressive.
5: Right, you know
3: what you kind of remind me of? It's like you remind me of those Doctor Pepper commercials You're like
5: little sweetness coming down the banister now. There <laughs> we go.
1: All right. Rookie or the vet. The rookie. Dallas, it's a
5: sweet one.
1: Sorry. Rookie. Dallas go there Or Again. Austin. Again. Austin Hooper.
4: Alright. That was horrible. Yeah, that um, was
1: I don't know what he was trying
3: <laughs> to do.
4: Well, oh, Frank. Frank oh, hates it to carry you. <laughs> unbelievable <sighs> if we wanted a frank on the show we would have called dynasty frank okay uh, 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 <laughs> so dallas goddard austin hooper uh for me this one's dallas goddard i've never been an austin hooper guy um that offense is turning in the right direction again we just talked about calvin ridley but I think Dallas Goddard is the better actual NFL player. I think he's he's in a great spot. We don't know what's going to happen with Zach Ertz. Obviously, he's locked in as like tight end two or three uh, for the near future for sure. Um, but I think we see Philly kind of move to more of the two tight end sets and and use those big bodies, especially in red zone areas. We've seen them use Goddard that way. Uh, and tight end position is pretty volatile. You know, we're going to see Ertz get hurt. And Goddard slide in just kind of how we saw last year with Burton moving in and, and moving up. So uh, I think if anything, again, when we talk about the, the long haul here in Dynasty, I think Goddard is absolutely 100% the, the, long, the long con, the, the good play. Uh, if it's, if it's short term and your window's closing on an older team in Dynasty, Hooper's going to score more points this year. I, I don't think there's any argument there, uh, but long term, I think Goddard's absolutely the better asset. See, I,
3: I'm of the mindset with, with tight ends that I want the guy that's closer to that three-year finally going to start producing point, um, and that's Hooper in this particular case, and he's outproducing Goddard pretty significantly this season. Goddard had one insane game where Wentz leaned on him, but he's had three, three, and one point since then, uh, so he's literally unstartable while Hooper's very startable and is shown to be... Uh, shown to be very good. I know you're not on the Hooper side of things, but he's a guy that can be had relatively cheaply and is a productive tight end in a just dumpster fire of tight ends this year. Hooper's actually a pretty startable asset. So like I said, I'll lean more towards the side of a guy who I can start week in, week out and not have to wait another two years for them to solidify a role and understanding and trust of their team.
1: Yeah, for for me, the answer to this is that Tight end is the position that I, you can think the m- most short term because every year there's the veteran tight end that you can replace the veteran tight end with. And that's ever going to go on and on and on. so I'm the least worried about the long-term production. So if I can take the points now, which I think is Austin Hoover because he's the tight end one in his own offense, who knows when that's going to be the case for Dallas Goddard behind Zach Hurts. And I, so I mean he's just more trustworthy week to week. He, he's startable this year. And I, I just think the outlook is so undetermined for Goddard that uh, when I can take points now, I'll, I'll take them with Austin Hooper.
3: Preach, sister, preach.
1: <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> and any response to that one, Dan? No, I mean it's it's a fair argument. I I'm not a I'm not a sink. And obviously, we're talking like a one to one thing here, but I'm not one to really sink big value into tight end. I usually stream it because it is a dumpster fire, and it's a lot easier to find cheap points than it is to overpay for somebody to get hurt. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Austin Hooper is going to be more expensive. I know he is relatively cheap, um, and, and the poll may be close, but that's just because Goddard probably with the, with the draft capital. Um, but Hooper is going to be more expensive when you're going out and trying to actually buy him. He's, he's going to cost more and I'm just not one to, to lean on expensive tight ends.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. And, and Hooper, I don't think is an expensive
4: tight end. He can he probably, be, he, he will be, be soon. I, I can guarantee, I almost guarantee maybe you're right. Be, it would be like a tight end six or eight valuation, and he'll start. Yeah, well, if that's the case, that so you can definitely
1: take him over Goddard because Goddard's not going to have that valuation anytime soon.
4: Not, not soon. Definitely not. So yeah, I mean, if we're talking pure va- per va- pure value, let's let's get that one down. Pure value, it's absolutely Hooper. Uh, I just don't love him as a player. I think they're using him correctly. Uh, I think they're feeding him nicely, but I, I just I don't think he's as good of a player as Dallas Goddard.
3: Okay. I mean, and that, and I think that's a fair argument. And I think the argument we're making is just production now right. is over, over supersedes talent at a tight end position. That's just devoid of producers consistently. Um, all right. Well that goes ahead and wraps up our show. So uh, does Frank want to interrupt the show again? Now uh, seriously, you've given <laughs> Frank like, like the world's smallest like microphone. And now every time we do a podcast, he just wants to talk. I mean, I remember when Frank was quiet, all podcasts.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It- you know what You know what it is? I, I left the guest bedroom open. He can see through the window. So he can see people walking by. So
3: there you go. Uh, or, or he's just a diva now. One of the two.
4: Yeah, I think he's moving into diva now with all that. Oh, y'all, eight of those
1: Snapchat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: For sure. He's, a, he's, an, he's, he's an, an
1: international. He, he is the star of an eight dog walks the dog.
3: That is true. The camera is on him and then sometimes on Nathan. Okay, well, if you want to go see Nate Dogg Watch, Walks the Dog, it might be coming to Twitter soon, but it's npalff on Snapchat if you want to check that out. Also, you'll love all the f- pictures of Nathan taking selfies with the word Kadush written beneath it and a goofy face on his face. Uh, so anyways, for Nathan, Frank, dan and myself make sure you leave a five-star rating and review for the show right on rotoviz radio and on our channel we appreciate that helps listeners find us and for us i think we're out of here later guys peace